Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Hillary Kennedy, the Program Director for Medicaid Leadership here at NAMD, and I'm joined again by Ed O'Neill as part of our Quick Take series on Medicaid leadership in times of COVID and other big ticket um, social issues like the upcoming recession um, and the social justice movement. We've been doing these Quick Take series in collaboration with the Center for Healthcare Strategies and funding from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. And today, Ed's going to talk to us a little bit about um, enlistment as a leadership strategy and tool and how you can lead by um, bringing others into your cause and your vision. So with that, I will turn it to Ed. Thanks, Hillary. It's great to be with everyone again and talk about enlistment. Uh, not a word that we quite are familiar with, I think, in this context. It, it's, um, it's related to uh, influence, clearly. It's a kind of influence uh, persuasion, which I'm going to argue is part of it, and, um, and, and negotiation. I think all the different faces on pretty much the same kind of thing. I, I, in the little piece that accompanies this um, uh, little short video, I really focus on five things that I think are important. Uh, the first one, like so many leadership topics, is just knowing yourself, uh, being self-aware, conscious, um, style, um, how do you see the world, uh, uh, how do you like the world to be, uh, very important for you, particularly when we start, I'll put this into uh, uh, conjunction with uh, the other in just a second. Um, uh, and then also, what what do you want? Uh, what do you need? Um, and also what you want and need from others. I think one of the things that uh, dawned on me late in my leadership career was that I, I didn't need full, complete enlistment from everybody on everything. You know, some people, I just needed them to understand. Some people, I needed them to to support me, but not with resources. Some people actually needed resources or their personal engagement. But figuring that out as a part of knowing what I want and knowing myself um, is uh, an important part of that. And I think all of that self-reflection, self-awareness helps you be more authentic. Um, it does not mean, this is a warning, it does not mean that you always get your way. It does not mean that you can just be who you are. What you see is what you get. If you're going to be uh, an effective leader, then you're going to be an adaptive leader, and that means you're going to be adapting yourself. Uh, the second is knowing them, uh, what's up with them, and um, you want to you want to mesh that. Doesn't mean you give in everything to them. You don't change everything to fit their needs, but you need to you need to be the source of that uh, facility back and forth if you're going to be effective. Um, the first is style. Uh, you have access to your style and hopefully you get some input from other folks. Are they a big picture person or a detail person? And then juxtaposing that with you. More focused on ends or means. Um, people are different and it's, uh, you, you don't need a bunch of psychometric information just to pose these questions. Are they more curious or consistent? If, you're, if they're more consistent, you better not be raising another good idea as you're trying to enlist them. Um, if it's a curious person, you might get them excited about another good idea. If they're consistent, they'll want you to be a little more steady at the, at the helm. And are they more sensitive and re reactive or more secure in themselves? Just peace goes through some more details on that, but um, it's, I think, a useful framework. 
without a bunch of expensive psychometric information that you probably couldn't get on some people that you need to enlist anyway. Uh, the, the third is uh, one that, that I've dealt with a lot in the leadership work we've done over the years with NAMD and CHCS, and it's can you build and be the kind of constant gardener cheerleader for the common ground uh, continually, not just when you need something? And are you continually working to build your relationship capital and understand how to use it and improve it and grow it. Um, that's going to be important for enlistment. Um, persuasion. Uh, enlistment is a form of persuasion. So uh, what are the things that we know about effective persuasion? Um, it works when it comes in familiar forms. Uh, I love things that are creative. If you're trying to persuade someone, unless they are just a person who's drawn to creativity, you need to give the persuasive argument in a form or format that is familiar to them. One of the things about so much work being done on Zoom these days is that it's not familiar to us. We don't exactly know, we aren't, aren't really comfortable with these types of interactions. You don't have a choice now, so you might want to think about uh, making it as familiar as possible uh, when we're trying to persuade in this uh, context. Very difficult to uh, manifest some of the um, uh, relationship capital resources in this context as well. So thinking about persuasion, I think another dimension of that is um, uh, always uh, appeal to what's worked in other settings or as it is now, what are you learning from the way you're doing work from challenges that you're addressing? What have you learned that can be shared and that's a helpful way to persuade people. Um, I've been uh, trying to be aware and get some feedback about what's effective in terms of training and development conducted in this fashion. And I, my sense is people enjoy hearing about that. They, it moves them because uh, we're living in a kind of uncharted world. Um, finally, uh, and a little bit tongue in cheek, but not really, uh, is don't be dumb. Uh, there are just some things you shouldn't do. Like don't try to, don't be too hard of a salesperson for this. Um, be open to compromise. Um, uh, everyone's not equal in all of this. A lot of people, when you're trying to enlist them, they have other things they're doing. Don't overspend resources or waste their time uh, when all, all they really want is for you to get out of their face and they're happy to support you. So don't overdo that. Um, and, and be sure and get, and get engaged. Don't, don't, don't think things will get better uh, for enlistment. If you want someone to be enlisted, need someone to be enlisted, then think about the first four things and then go out and grab them. Essentially, I look back over this list and you know, almost all of these have to do with trust. Uh, either build on trust, don't violate trust, don't lose trust when you're trying to enlist people because uh, it's, a, it's a big asset and you should use it to your advantage, not um, throw it away. Hillary, I think that's it for this brief introduction. I hope folks uh, take a look at the longer piece and uh, look forward to being with you next time. Great, thanks, Ed. Um, that was a wonderful introduction to enlistment, which you're right, is a term that we don't normally apply in our leadership setting, so it was nice to hear you break it down. Um, all the different elements that can make us more effective. So thank you again, and we look forward to our next conversation. Bye, everybody.